Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. I had planned to release today an episode on sapiosexuals that is really fun and juicy, but instead I'm going to hijack my own podcast here to tell you a story about my mother. When I was a small girl, my mother said to me very often, stop chattering at me. And when I was quiet, if I was reading silently or helping without being asked, she would run her hand over my hair and smile down at me. She had these really beautiful hands, my mom did. She had long nails and deep, delicate nail beds that petite women often have. I must have gotten my woodcutter hands and height from my father's side of the family for sure. Later still, when I was really self-reliant and undemanding, my mother would praise me to others for these qualities. And this is how a very affectionate, loving child grew into an avoidant, hyper-independent adult woman. I learned from her before I even knew that I was learning that to be lovable meant to not be a burden to others. And before you judge my mother, I will tell you that she got pregnant with my brother the evening of her high school prom. She was 17 years old. She had my brother at 18 and me, her only daughter, at 20. My mother and father divorced about seven years after they got married, and it was a total made-for-TV separation, and I won't share it here in the very likely event that I get to sell this story to Lifetime Television. My mom married and divorced twice more before I turned 17. In these growing up years, we mostly lived in poverty. Somehow we pulled it off. We stayed together. She met and married the man who is my stepdad now when I was 18, and for the first time in her entire life, she was able to exhale, to feel safe and secure, and she began to heal. And I did too. There were years when I blamed her for her neglect, and then there were also years that I wanted to make it up to her to make up for this seemingly shitty hand that she had been dealt. It wasn't until my mom began to be fully honest about her shame and her parenting fails that she really started to heal. I was a mother then already, and we spent hours talking about her therapy sessions and stories that had deeply wounded her and me. And she offered me these honest apologies that began to soothe so many of those wounds that we shared. 
If she had been the mother to adult daughter me who said that, oh, I had been difficult and she did the best that she could, I would very likely still be working on all of these core wounds from her. She was my primary caregiver, and if she was glossing it over or making it my fault, it would be all the harder to reparent myself as an adult, but she did not. It was really hard for my mom, but she was honest. And in that honesty, I was able to sort of sort out the difference between blame and shame. There are not many of us who are able to heal our childhood wounds with our actual caregiver. And so I think this is pretty cool that I was able to do this. And I said as much to her many, many times. I'm recording this episode, funnily enough, from her home. Today would have been her 75th birthday, but my mom died in the first month of this year. I held her hand and I breathed and I whispered to her how much she was loved and how loved we all felt by her. But this is not what I'm remembering today. Today I'm celebrating her whimsy, her courage. She loved art and fun and her laugh was everything. She was deeply generous and giddy in her generosity. She loved her grandchildren almost to the point of worship. My mother did not get to spend the first 40 years of her life in a charmed life, but my mother was charmed by life. And what I learned from this is that the conflict is where the richness of relationship happens. I doubt that those with easy parents and ideal childhoods, if these even exist, right, can understand this. In love and relationships, all relationships, going through hard times can either separate you or bring you closer, but you have to actively choose to get the closer thing. It's a choice. Apathy is also a choice, but in the other direction. If things are always smooth, and I truly doubt that in really long-term relationships that that's even possible, but if things appear to you to have no bumps in the road, you'll actually miss out on the opportunity to get closer to one another. It may sound like a stretch, but try to think of tough times as an opportunity to make the relationship stronger. Try to welcome tough times with open arms for this very reason. When things get hard and you choose to keep the peace, you are actively choosing to kill any chance of that closeness. You may not know how to repair or get through difficulties. That's very valid, but it's not good enough. Say, I don't know how to get through this, but I want to. Start there. You may have no idea of the roadmap to get through it, but saying to each other, I want us to stay together through this. I want us to come out of this stronger, is the move, as the young kids say. You have to make sure that you choose closeness in every conversation, in every day. New love, like this this podcast is basically about calling in amazing and big love. And yes, New love is super energizing. New love is like full of hope and this sort of clean slate feeling that can be really attractive to us. It's electric, but love that has made it through boot camp and then battles and then war is the kind of love that restores one's faith in ourselves, in the relationship, in humanity. It's the kind of love that allows you to be your true whole self. 
And as your true whole self, you crack open so that your experiences in everything just seem so nourishing. The feeling of love when you've been through something raw and painful and you've faced it together is what makes you say, this is my person, my beloved. When you let life's challenges or boredom tear you apart, you're underestimating your ability to get to that level of feeling. You're robbing yourself of nourishment. That feeling of acceptance and joy is through the challenges, not around them. I couldn't really get a different mom as a child. I would not even consider a redo. My mom, like every human, was not the world's most perfect mom, but she would get the mug that says, you are the perfect mother for me. I am so grateful that I was her daughter. I am so very grateful that we were able to wade through all of these disappointments and real true problems that we had. And I learned from this experience with my mother that I can do that. I learned to appreciate the beauty that conflict brings. And it's a skill to show up in honesty and fear and to keep the wonder and play in the relationship. I got this from my mama and I wish it for you. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.